is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, and that is the number that allows you to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever you want. You can also call us on our Discord server. What is Discord? It is a free app that you can download and basically a chat room app. With, so there's a bunch of different chat rooms on our Discord server. But there's also rooms specifically designed to allow you to call into the show and sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us because the quality is much better when you call on Discord. So go to discord.lrn.fm with you in the studio tonight. It's me, Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. So well, there's just so much, of course, in the news to talk about. There's no way we could cover it all. I did mention last night Primo's Barbershop. Somebody, uh, I think, mentioned this when they called in. Uh, that a barbershop in California has opened despite the government not allowing them to and uh, issuing a so-called cease and desist order to him. He has said he's going to continue uh, to operate in this particular case. We'll tell you about Primo's Barbershop in Vacaville. That's coming up. Plus, uh, one lady is trying to sell her home. Richie, you've got the story about that. Was that Florida? Where was that? Uh, Miami. Yep, yeah, Miami. In Miami. She's trying to sell her home and... Let's just say the circumstances have made things very, very difficult. Doubly difficult than it usually would be. We'll get into that. Uh, Of course, you can bring up anything you want. Plus, digital rape. Melanie's going to explain to us what that means and why it's it's in the news. Because I didn't get it Uh, the first time. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk to Dave in New Hampshire, though, to start things out. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. I'm so sorry. I forgot to call on Discord. That's okay. uh, You've got me anyway. Here you are. Go ahead. So the uh, uh, there's been a, uh, a survey on the Union Leader, uh, which is New Hampshire's main newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, regarding uh, uh, public opinion on reopening, and it seems to signal a kind of a turn on a dime in favor of, of reopening. Um, it's that it, immediately one of the options was they, they were the do you want to reopen immediately, and then there was all these other options like wait, you know, or never, or it's too dangerous, or whatever. But anyway, immediately is beating all the other options by four to one, roughly. Sure, but it's an online poll, which is not scientific. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't vote not, in political it, elections, but I did click the little button that says immediately on yeah. that one. So. Well, the, the uh, libertarians yeah. are good about going and voting in online polls. I mean, remember the uh, the Ron Paul campaign. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of online polls that Ron Paul won because, you know, it's not hard to go and vote in a poll on the Internet. And somebody who's relatively, te- you know, even minorly technically capable can reset their uh, their IP address if they've got a, you know, non-static IP Internet service. And your typical Internet service does. So even if it's IP tracked, somebody who's got the time and the interest in stacking a poll can easily do that i'm not trying to say this is bad you know this is a bad uh results or anything i'm glad to hear that the poll is winning uh that the best poll selection is winning on the union union leader side i think just think it's important to point out that this is not scientific all we got to do is wait till may yeah. 31st and then protest again you know zogby doesn't come to town every month right you we this is what we have to work with in sure. terms of gauging public opinion in addition to that it's an indication of how passionate each side is, which is actually, I mean, the politics is moved forward more by passion than by numbers. Okay, so what is, uh, what's the other side? I mean, what are the other options and how are they doing? What are the, you know, the, what are the percentages? I, I didn't remember what the other ones were. Was just, the to- just, just that the total was about 1,000 votes. And a couple it, of the uh, other options it, was it, like two weeks or it's too soon to tell. 
Yeah. It might have been gotcha. like two weeks, a month, like too that. soon to tell, something like that, or immediately. Well, according to St. Anselm College, they did a survey showing 67% of registered Granite States, Granite registered Granite State, I think they mean Granite Staters, view the current level of restrictions as, quote, just about right. So very different results coming from the poll conducted by St. Anselm College Survey Center, uh, where overwhelmingly Granite Staters are approving of the way Chris Sununu is handling the COVID-19 crisis. So I don't know. What do you think about that, Dave? Well, on the, on the other hand, if you go out, the you know, there's plenty of traffic. People, you know, things actually feel pretty normal to me for the most part. I'm, I'm very sad for businesses that have had to shut down, and I think that's outrageous. Yep. Uh, and the other thing to keep in mind is that Sununu's, Sununu's you know, restrictions, although they're regrettable, are uh, much milder than those of the states around here. So when people are approving of Sununu, they are often approving of his relatively mild well, approach. Yeah, but the other states around here are leftist socialist states. So that's not like that's not what I'm going to compare myself to. Yeah, it sure would be better if we were leading the race as opposed to just beating all the midgets uh, in terms of the height contest. Yeah, compare yeah. it to actual liberty and freedom, <laughs> and then let's talk about how much restrictions we have. I mean, he, he got up on TV and said, I can't operate this PowerPoint, and then proceeded to tell us how he's going to micromanage the economy. This is the governor. Indefinitely. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I saw him on, there was a, some sort of a clip that Vincent posted from Fox News where they interviewed Sununu, and he was just, you know, making excuses for shutting down beaches and, and telling people what to do, and, you know, by no means is this person in any way... Uh, freedom oriented he's talking about how he's you know working with massachusetts as governor and the main governor and that they're all trying to be on the same page or whatever the so, reopen task force there's the reopen task force which has identified three very important areas that need to be reopened golf being one of golf them. top of the list the number yeah the, the letter a of the three different uh three different areas so i mean this this whole yeah. thing is ridiculous it's an outrageous uh imposition on freedom and I just wonder when we're going to see some business owners um, defy it because I haven't heard. Maybe there are some happen, you know, doing that in New Hampshire. Just we haven't gotten gotten wind of it yet. Have you guys heard of anything out in? Oh, your... I mean, there's plenty of illegal business going on. No, no, no. I mean, somebody like opening their business. Um, like a. Not like, like an it would underground have to be like a storefront. Thing. Yeah, um... like a real store, really open. Like a like a restaurant or something, something where someone's not allowed to legally, by the governor's orders, be open, and they opened anyway. Um, I the head shops were open, and a pawn shop was open. Are you saying they have to be public to. about it? Because, if they're open to the public, then okay. they would be being public about it. Because I have I have you know liberty minded friends on social media who posted that you know they enjoyed a night at a restaurant for the first time in a while. And oh, the, really? And the question was like, oh, which restaurant? And they won't say. And they won't say. And it's like, well, just ask the cool kids, right? You know, you can find out, but we're obviously mm-hmm. not going to post it here yeah. and make it, make it and publicly known. the snitches known. will then exactly. them out. So there, mm. are, there might be some. I have not gone personally, but they are posting and sharing that they have gone uh, to restaurants in violation of the order, um, but, you know, mm. not trying to draw attention to it at the same Interesting claims. Time. All right. I'd like to know more about that. There is. There is a uh, a disturbing term that is beginning to enter the public discourse, hmm. and that is exit strategy mm-hmm. for the uh, you know for the lockdowns, right? Like we had in Iraq. Uh, that's what, yeah, that's what they had in Iraq, and look where we are in mm-hmm. Iraq. Well, and that's part of it, right? Like, what what does the task force need to do, right? Just 
lift the restrictions and let people yeah, go about nothing. their business. Stop doing, yeah, right. government. Stop doing everything. Right. You don't. There doesn't need to be a strategic phased reopening of this type of business and then next week this type of business and the next week the, the other kind of business where a bunch of bureaucrats make decisions for right. the entire economy and where, now you have to have extra employees because you have to have somebody taking everyone's or taking i think just screening store upon employee temperatures when they come in and then somebody you're supposed to hire somebody to walk around and tell people to wear masks and stand six feet apart. Ask so them. if you're a small business who might not have three employees at mm-hmm. any given time in the store, that's going to be really difficult to operate. If you're a Walmart, you can do that fairly easily. Yep. Right. Dave, anything else you want to share tonight? Hello. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. That's Dave uh, Ridley from RidleyReport.com. Yeah, I mean, if you do look at the uh, the governor's order that came out in New Hampshire on Friday, which has a bunch of these stupid rules that they're going to try to shove down uh, all these businesses' throats, then it is just ridiculous, the idea of trying to adhere to all of this stuff. Um, I don't have it sitting in front of me right now, but you know, like you're saying, if you're a small business owner, it's going to be incredibly costly. And like, what if you don't have any employees? I'm sp- I like, you got to ask yourself the screening question. I got to walk around in. and tell people to stand six foot apart instead yep. of run the business. Yeah, it's, it's not a, a very of, interesting read either. No, it's <laughs> a bunch of micromanaging. Here's how you're going to run your business or else we're going to hurt you. Uh, is basically what it is. And it's despicable. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Plus, it's loaded up with words that make it sound like maybe they're just suggestions. Because they do use the term guidelines all over the place. May, you know? shall. Yeah, I mean, is it should. is it an order or not? 855-450-FREE. Here we go. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. The number is 855-450-FREE. It is the live Sunday edition of the program. Coming up, the uh, the barbershop owner in California who is ignoring a cease and desist order that has been issued to him. And he's going to keep cutting people's hair because, well, he feels like it. Call me skeptical, but we'll see for how long. And he right? should be able to. He should be able to. I hope he does. He might be forcibly stopped. Well, this is true. I mean, there was the guy, we talked about a guy in Maine yesterday on the show who uh, was making a big deal about reopening his business, his restaurant. He did. They shut, they took his liquor license and took his health permit from him. Oh, no. And he he had said he was going to keep going. And then like that, that night he put an update on social media saying they were stopping. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's one thing to, it's one thing to do it in the hopes of getting enough public support or other businesses to join you. Uh, but when you don't get that public support and no one jumps behind you, right. then you're you're out in the open. It and sucks you're gonna to get be alone up, up against the state. They will chop your head off uh, figuratively and literally if they get the chance. Uh, so you can bring up anything you want here, especially if you know of a like a local business that is challenging uh, the government mandates and demands and standing up and actually opening their doors against the governor's orders. would love to hear those stories if they're out there. And I do have one here to tell in just a moment. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. The Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currencies like the dollar in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. 
And when the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in one or over 200 countries, apparently, uh, or roundabouts, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's D-I-V-I Project.org. As we go to your calls and thoughts, Gopal is on the line in California. You're on Free Talk Live on our Discord server. Go ahead, Gopal. Hey, you guys. How's it going? Hey. It's Go Paul, like Ron Paul. Go Paul. All right. Thank you, Ian. Anyway, I just wanted to mention I was getting in my Uber on the way to work today, and um, the Six guy feet was away like, from the driver, I hope. <laughs> yeah, it was an 18-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was getting in my Uber, and I noticed the driver didn't have a mask on, and I was saying how refreshed I was to see that, and oh, he good. said, you know, I just picked up a, a nurse from New York that had to go to SFO, San Francisco Airport. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she got in the car, she took the mask off and said, you know what? This is LRN.FM. A broadcast radio program, and you are not allowed to say that word. Although what he was trying to say, uh, BS. Just, just to make, you know, make sure our listeners could get the message, was that the nurse lady that he picked up uh, was saying that the whole thing is BS. And it would have been nice to hear the rest of the story, but thank you, uh, Gopal, for the call here tonight. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. So uh, let's go back to California, where in the city of Vacaville, which, by the way, vaca means cow in, in uh, Spanish, it's ordering a, bar, a barber shop that is defying county and state coronavirus restrictions to, quote, cease and desist, according to officials on Friday. The owner of Primo's Barbershop, Juan Desmaris, was served the uh, cease and desist order after Vacaville code enforcement officers asked him to close several times. Said the city well, they're of- just asking. Sure, yeah. You, you just say no. Say no. Yeah. Uh, I don't this- think they asked. That's no, how it got not. reported. Yeah, it's always but reported I don't that think way. that's how it went down. Yep, that's always how the the news reports, though. Whenever you see government, a story about government forcing somebody to do something, almost always news media reports it as, government's asked so-and-so to do such-and-such. They requested and he did not yeah, comply. No, they're usually not requests. And that is a question you can always ask if, if uh, you know, a goon, government goon is trying to tell you something. You can always say... Are you asking or are you ordering? Just to clarify, in case you're not real sure like how they're saying things to you, just go ahead and ask. Uh, and get them on video, by the way, when, you, when they're confronting you. Now, I don't know if this guy got video, but, uh, a quote, unfortunately, those efforts have been unsuccessful and Primo's, which was initially closed, has reopened, said the city in a press release. They said further in the release, quote, as a result, the city has informed Desmaris via a letter delivered by the Vacaville Police Department that if he continues to operate his shop, he could face a variety of legal actions. Oh, no. The cease and desist order says, quote, violation of the orders carries significant criminal penalties, subjecting you to citations and or arrest, unquote. Under the California government code, each violation is a misdemeanor. And that's pretty common in at least from what I've seen of these various different governor's orders is it's usually a misdemeanor up to a year in jail or six months in some cases. And this one is a up to six months in jail and up to a thousand dollar fine. See, A lot of those threats still require an increased level of compliance. Right. We're shut down or we're going to cite you. And so so if they cite you and you stay open, then what? Well, then we're going to arrest you. Yep. Right. We'll then cite we're you going again. To, well, yes. But if you just if you continue to not comply. Right. Eventually, it gets to the violent part. Of course it will. Of course it will. But if you can get enough of your neighbors, you know, to support you or stay open themselves, 
then maybe by the time you know they get to that the violent part, there's overwhelming public support behind you and the community. Wouldn't that be well, nice? Yeah, a state, Wouldn't that be a nice? state can't enforce something at least openly that lacks popular support and. Wait, they I, can't enforce something openly that lacks popular support? Not Don't you not mean the opposite? They can't enforce something openly that if something has, has popular if support. If a law doesn't have public support, then okay. they cannot openly gotcha. enforce. They do a lot of things in secret, too, but they cannot openly enforce that with any level of success. So a large part of the, part of the problem here is the population, and I was not like the most... Um, What's the opposite of pessimist? I was not, I was not the most optimistic person about the human population in the first place, but I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm to the point where like, yeah, this is it. I'm I'm done. Like you're checking out of humanity. I'm I mean, not what checking you mean you're out. Done? No, but I'm I'm, I'm not done associated hoping, with those people. I'm I'm done like hoping that we can fix this because if you're just like, well, yeah, of course the government could just like order me to be unemployed indefinitely, permanent, pessimist. and I'm okay with that and celebrating it. Actually, I'm like, that's part of the no. problem. That's part of the problem with the COVID situation is the protests don't uh, the protest lacks public support. Like more, more, more people prefer the lockdown, prefer the government action. According to the polls, according at least, to the polls, the well, scientific pulled, polls, right? Well, and you pulled one up, you know, to to yeah. uh, to pose uh, Dave Ridley's earlier call that says, like, no, no, people like, you know, the the poll numbers for the governor's approval ratings, those are going up. Of course, then again, if the polls are calling people on landline telephones, they're more likely to reach the people who are staying home, right? The old so people, like, yeah. So like, I don't know, who are they really talking to on these polls? Now, I've, from what I understand, they do have ways of calling mobile phones, but I don't okay. know how. Effective Effective, uh, those are. So. Or if you're at work, maybe you don't answer the phone. Sure. Yeah. So what time are they doing these polls? But yeah. But if know. everybody was just like, yeah, this is, yeah, that's cute. I'm opening right. my business. Right. Then they couldn't do anything about it. That's right. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Unfortunately, most people are afraid. Uh, and of those business owners who might want to open in violation of the rules, they're worried about the public pushback because there are a lot of people who want to stay home. There are a yeah. lot of people who are afraid of the coronavirus. You may not get that four-hour line out of your restaurant like that dude in Maine. You right? may not. You might, though. I mean, but either you way, you know, there's a lot of negativity that's being directed towards these people Absolutely. as well. Uh, and so we can talk more about uh, this gentleman who is opening up his barber shop in despite or in spite of the orders, rather. Uh, that have been issued against him in the city of Vacaville. We'll tell you more about it. And there's an interesting twist on what this guy used to do for his living. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. We'll tell you about that. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Yeah! It's Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want here on the live Sunday edition of the program. You can dial in toll free at 855 450 free like freedom. That's 855 450 3733. We've got the Discord call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Jump into one of those if you want to sound great. 
on the air with us tonight. It's Ian. Richard Rich. And Melanie. Communities issue their own currency backed by Intercoin. They can choose to inflate the circulating supply of their own money to spend on internal projects, or they can choose to tax certain transactions and remove money from circulation. These activities deterministically change the exchange rate of the community's local money to Intercoin without affecting the other communities or the rest of the Intercoin ecosystem. Each community can choose its own policies and openly program them into their coins. Each individual can choose what coins to get and how to spend them with upfront knowledge of what they're getting into. Intercoin is is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space, and we think that that's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Incorporated for advertising. If you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future at intercoin.org. So we're talking about the California barber shop that is run by a gentleman, uh, Juan Desmares, who has been targeted by the government and the state for opening his doors when they said, you're not allowed. It's soon to be targeted by ICE with a name like that. Maybe. The uh, cease and desist order says that it, a violation of the orders carries significant criminal penalties, subjecting you to citations and or arrest, unquote. Story from KCRA3 at KCRA.com. Under the California government code, each violation is a misdemeanor that carries a fine of up to $1,000 or six months in county jail. Under California health and safety code, each day of violating the order carries a fine between $50 and $1,000 per day or up to 90 days in county jail per day. I mean, as far as the fines go, that still might make your business profitable depending on what your business is. But eventually it becomes the jail talk. That means they're willing to put people in jail for 90 days to six months for just serving customers. For every day that they're serving customers. And uh, if it were $50 a day, maybe you could cover that. But $1,000 a day? I mean, you know, barbershop? I don't know what kind of money these people pull in. but, uh, But either way, it's still, this is one of the other frustrating parts to me. If a business owner opens up and then goes and pays all these fines... He's making it worse. He's he's contributing to the problem. You don't you shouldn't Funding look the at state. these fines as uh, a cost of doing business. Like, oh, if I just pay the fifty dollars a day, I can keep operating. Well, you pay for your business license, you pay your per- corporate that's tax. That's the you pay your problem, income. though. I that's where that's why we're where we're at today is because all these business owners paid for the license. They jumped through the hoops. And the reason why they did that was because they were afraid of what would happen if they didn't. Or they've been propagandized to believe that they needed to have the license in order to look legitimate or or whatever. I've never seen a single business owner that was like, yeah, licenses are awesome and I'm glad I have to go pay for this like $50 piece of paper. They're also not activists, right? They're there to make money. They're there to make a profit. Whatever it takes to make the most amount of money, if that's your goal. Sure. And so you can understand why business owners have done what they've done. But the fact is, the fact that they've done those things has led us to a point where they're all under the control of the state. Yeah. And uh, and this is it's it's terrible what's happened here because I don't begrudge them for I don't begrudge them for doing it just like I don't begrudge people for paying taxes. I don't either. I mean, I can understand why somebody would want to minimize the damage that is being done to them. And that's what paying the gang does is it makes it so the gang leaves you alone. Um, but unfortunately, now the gang or it is did, tell- not anymore. Right, right now, the gang is telling you, "Well, you're not going to you're not going to operate at all until we say so." Well, because they and- have the power to do so, right? Sure. If it was, if because it was people street- gave it to them, right? But if it was a street gang and they did that same thing, right? Either pay the protection money or we shut you down. 
And after you pay the protection money, we can still shut you down for your protection. But the difference is, if you went to war with the street gang, people would understand. Yeah. Like, if the gangsters come in to try to shake you down and they you know, stick a gun in your uh, face or whatever, you have the right to blast them away if you get the opportunity, right? Like, if you yeah. shoot somebody who's threatening you, you are within your legal rights to do that. If it's, however, the Department of uh, Regulation or whatever bureaucracy we're talking about that comes in there, then they're going to sick the entire police force up upon you. And the public is going, you know, the people are going to look at it and they're going to look at you and they're going to say, oh, this guy's a psychopath. That's the sad part. That's the breakdown, right? Like yep. Because the same thing is happening. One situation is a private gang that is threatening you and the other one is the public gang. Yeah. Uh, and, that's people, and the public you. gang has the public support. Well, here's the other interesting twist to this story. According to uh, SanFrancisco.CBSLocal.com, Juan Desmaris, the owner of the business, is a former California Highway Patrol officer. Oh, man. So no wonder. So of course he supports them with his well, licensing and regulations. I mean, every business owner gets gets licensed, but yeah. he's he's going up against these people. I mean, kudos to this guy. And so, according maybe he to, thinks he's got friends on the inside. I don't know, but according to KCRA, oh, I mean, he's under a cease and desist right now, so yeah. they're going to be fining him on a daily basis. Uh, the city, in their re- press release about this, said the city of Vacaville appreciates the difficult circumstances that small businesses are facing. Oh, really? You're not running a small business, but they are hurting for tax revenue. So How they- could they appreciate? Well, that's a good question. Is what are the property tax bills going to? You know, are- how many people are going to pay their property tax bills on time? And then what's going to happen when they don't? Uh, because there must be people who aren't going to be able to pay the property tax bill because yeah. there are renters who are refusing to pay rent. So how are you going to pay your property taxes if you are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, so to speak, as a landlord? Because not every landlord I mean, is some sort of fat cat. If you just live in your house and you got fired because you were legally mandated to get fired. And you can't afford yeah, to pay the property tax. I mean, it's or not necessarily somebody who's right. just like, has mortgage. an extra house. The city of Vacaville appreciates the difficult circumstances small businesses are facing, said the mayor, uh, or rather, and the mayor and city council and staff are working diligently through the proper channels in an attempt to ease some of the pressures on small businesses. No, they're not. Right. Yeah. What are they supposed to be doing exactly? They just they keep extending the deadline for opening up everywhere. Uh, Desmaris, so again, the business owner, talked to KCR3 on Tuesday about reopening his barbershop despite the stay-at-home order. He said, quote, be fearful in your own house. For me and my family, clients who are willing to come, we are not going to live in fear. This is about livelihoods. Each of us makes about $10,000 a month in our chair, unquote. So again, it's one of those things where the uh, other people that work there sort of rent the chair or whatever. Primo staff now all wear masks and gloves when seeing clients. They also are only taking customers by appointment, and there's no waiting area. Quote, we're going to stay open regardless of citations, regardless of cease and desist orders. Unquote. That's what Desmaris said as of Friday uh, about this situation. He said all of his barbers have young families, and they need to work to support their families. Quote, we're not here to harm anyone, he said. We're here to make people feel good about themselves. Uh, unquote. So, so that's about $400, $500 a day. Roughly, the ten thousand a month. Ten thousand a month. If the fine is you know well, that much or more, I and almost you can feel like the chairs. he doesn't know how to look at his finances because I ten thousand a month in profits. That sounds more like gross revenue to me, though. Either know. way, I mean, I don't know. I'm like I haven't seen his books, but that like ten k a month seems kind of steep. Just well, they, for he profit. said, yeah, but he said per chair. Right, so like yeah. each barber is bringing in that much, 
But if if that, you know, I did the math quickly in my head, 400, 500 bucks, you know, per day per chair. If they're fining you $500 a day to stay open, right? That's the citation or $1,000 a day. Then the fine is more than you're making for that chair. But if you have, you know, six chairs open and all your barbers are doing it, do they find all the barbers the same? Or is yeah, it and, the and fine it's 500, a, it's 500 a day if it was a 20-day month, right? Like if you're do, just doing weekdays, well, yeah. that's, five days. that's 500 a yeah. day. That's 50 bucks a person if you're doing 10 people a day, right? Sure, that, that's, that's not unbelievable as far as – now, is that their net or is that their, their gross – that is a good question. Other it's maybe a high expenses? end. Yeah, I mean, it is okay, just... because a... you got rent, you got light bill, you got shampoo, right. like... No, I got you. Well, anyway, going on here, city spokes bureaucrat Mark Mazafaro says, any small businesses having difficulty should contact the Vacaville Economic Development Department. He said, quote, we understand things are tough, but we also want to keep our residents safe and healthy. That's our priority, Where whether it's COVID-19 no, or any other day of the week. Well, what are, what's that supposed to do? Contact the Economic Development Department? What are they going to do? What are They're they soliciting do? hate mail. That's really weird. Yeah. Contact them then. 450 free. That's 855-3733. That's not going to get somebody's haircut, okay? People yeah. want to have their hair cut. And if they're willing to go ahead and take whatever risks are involved to go to the barbershop to do it, they should be free to do that. Cool. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. With you tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. And want to say thanks to Richard Freeman, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier. That means that Richard... Contributes five bucks a month to the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a way for you to help us get on more radio stations around the United States, bringing new internet listeners and new radio listeners on board, uh, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom because, well, it's needed now more so than it's ever been. So if you appreciate the work that we do here and you want to see us on more more radio stations, we're getting close to 200. Uh, we had more than 200 at one time, but some stations have flipped formats in recent months and or some have gone off the air entirely. Uh, sadly, I was I was talking with somebody at a station that I'm I'm prospecting, right? Like cuz nice. so I I call radio stations during the week and I won't say which station it was, but it was out west. And they, uh, the lady I spoke with said she was depressed uh, because no one wants to advertise. And uh, radio, the radio business is built on advertising, an advertising model. And in this economic downturn, which has been forced upon us by the government, yeah. you know, why would you want to advertise your business if people can't come there? Yeah, that's one of those like trickle-down effects, the unseen effects right. of government policy that may not be at the forefront, right? It may take a while for someone to go like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why would anybody buy ads for a business that you can't go to? Same thing's true in uh, newspapers. They're having a tougher time than ever, and they were yep. already having a tough well, time. Newspapers were, were going to die or sure. were dying anyway. But, but this is accelerating that. Yeah, just because uh, you're a, quote, essential doesn't mean your clients are. That's right. Let's go on here. We talked to Scott in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Good evening, uh, Ian, Richie, Rich, and Melanie. It's Scott the Bigot. Right. What's uh, on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I'm very happy. It's Usually I'm not happy, but I'm happy very because before this year is out, 2020, uh, no question, not maybe, if absolutely positively America, this rotten regime is going to collapse, because I'll tell you why. 
The American people, when they're uh, when they're meager, measly twelve hundred dollars stimulus checks are gobbled up. Their unemployment benefits are gobbled up. They have no money. They don't have any hope, no dignity. They uh, they they take away their homes and their can't pay their car payments. Yeah, there'll just be a stimulus uh, round too. Yeah, hopefully America will take to the streets and there will be a revolution, riot, insurrection, whatever you cause it, call it. And uh, hopefully this horrible, rotten, Zionist-occupied government, or Zog, will be overthrown. And uh, it deserves to be overthrown. Well, every we state deserves to be overthrown. Yeah. Now, what you want to see, though, uh, replace it? Like, what what sort of system or structure or strongman or whatever? What do you, uh, you know, what's your ideal circumstance? This is my ideal. This would be my state. ideal. <laughs> to have a Nazi clan government. That That's close. what I would want. A Nazi clan government. Now, wait, before you... Before you before you, you you say this, let me explain. What's no, a Nazi clan about- versus just plain old Nazis? I would invite both parties to come, both groups to come in. Groups? And run America. Both groups? Because, now, the Nazis you and say, the you know, oh, you know, I want to exterminate people. No, no, I don't. No, not at all. Not at all. What I want... Not even I the Zionist-occupied government, government people? We have a Zionist-occupied government. Which Why not exterminate them? his question. Run- he asked you about, yeah. do you want to exterminate those people? No. Okay, okay. No, you just want them out of power. Okay, that's good. Right. No, so wait, what are the two power. groups that you're referring to, though? You talked about a Nazi clan. The Nazis clan. and the clans, I think, are two different groups. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, you mean like groups. the clan with a K? I was thinking Nazi yeah. clan with a C as though it were part of... Yeah, no, no, That no, where Nazi no, was no. modifying but, the word clan. I think the Nazis no, are on no, the right but, side of the bell curve and the clan is on the left side of the bell curve. No, they're both the same. One wears brown shirts, another wears a sheet. But that, that before you say, oh, no, not at all, not at all, not at all. I want to, I, I hate the Democrats. I hate the Republicans. They're all bought and paid for by international Jewish finance. I want a government that's going to represent white people, white Christian America that has been disenfranchised, literally disenfranchised. Even their dignity has been taken away from them. What do you say and, to the current you know, minorities that already think that this government represents white America? Say that again. What do you say to the minority groups currently in existence that already are making the claim that this government overrepresents white America? This government represents itself. It doesn't represent any I regular well, I'll answer that question. Yeah. Donald Trump uh, represents wealthy white Christians. Uh, he Perfect. Right? Isn't that what you want? He, what's that? Isn't that good for you? No. No. I want... I No. I, I don't want trillions to go to Wall Street and big bankers. I want the money to go to the poor farmer, uh, uh, a poor man making, who's a mechanic. I want... The Mexicans the picking American, the fruit out in so the field. So you want welfare? You want subsidies? What are you saying? No, this is what I want. I want an America where people have manufacturing jobs. We have no manufacturing in this country. Where they can make a decent wage. First of all, the minimum wage has to be has to be Every American should get at least fifteen to twenty dollars an hour as a living wage. Now, it's, is that not a Nazi any, living... it's not going to mean anything once the inflation from that kicks in. Okay, but is that a Nazi viewpoint? I mean, the living wage is that typically like a Nazi talking uh, point? T- yeah, plank of viewpoint? the Nazi National Socialist Party. Maybe, 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 maybe not. But when I when I say Nazi clan, I maybe I'm rephrasing that. Let me explain. I want not so much to 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 persecute non non white people as to give dignity to white people that have been so knocked down 
and taken their hope has been taken away. I'm referring to things so like... So do you want to uh, have uh, like an ethnic cleansing once the, no, the, uh, the no, pro-white no, people no, take no. over? No, not at all. Not Why don't all. those white people just want, pull them up by their bootstraps? Get back to work. I want where white a lot of white people are beaten down. Uh, a lot of them they refer to as white trash. Okay, well, what about uh, the family. other people that are beaten down? Why don't you care about them? Like, why why are white people so important to you compared to other human beings? I mean, a lot of black people and also whites as well uh, are on ICB cards, welfare. Uh, so you want to get white people off of welfare, but you don't want to get black people off of welfare? I want to get everyone off of welfare. Oh, okay. I want okay. an America. I want an America, but I want an America where black people are not not persecuted, not not beaten up. Where white people sounding a lot less bigoted. Get top oh, he's bigoted. But he's I just know. Uh, you know he's covering whatever. So, what do you want to see <laughs> happen exactly? Let, let's be clear here, Scott. So it sounds this like this is what I want to see. Yeah, I want to see all of the bankers on Wall Street, many of them who are primarily of Jewish international bankers. I want to see them tried for treason. I want, and I'm not, and I'm serious about them. I want to see them held before a court. Okay, but and what I about want to have okay, them executed? Let's talk you about. You just I said mean, they would, didn't want them exterminated. <laughs> I, w- I would try them for fraud, no, no, but no, I'm not no, going to no. be picky they there. It's not an extermination if they get a trial first. See, then oh, it's totally fair. It's an execution, not an extermination. <laughs> All right. I mean, okay, but that that is based on behavior, not ethnicity. So. I'm assuming no, that you're just... wrong. A lot of them, a lot of the bankers are indeed Jews. No, but you and, don't. And but don't but they... you don't want to try and execute Jewish people who are not bankers, correct? No, I want. I want. What should happen to trial. those Jewish people? You mean the bankers? No, the ones that are the normal people that you know most of, like Who's most Jews. Who's just a mechanic or a farmer? Yeah, charging uh, usury. When I mean Jews, maybe I'm vague. I'm talking about <laughs> international Jews. The Jews, such as Steven Spielberg. Okay, but what should uh, happen to the blacks in in your Nazi country? What should happen yeah. to blacks and Jews and Hispanics and Asians and everybody who doesn't meet your little perfect mix of whatever you think is ideal as far as uh, race is concerned? That is, yeah, that that's a very tough question. How that is I, that, that a I'm, tough I'm, question? It would seem to be the you biggest question you're going to get. You have an ideal system that you want. How is that? It seems like the most obvious question you're going to get when you talk about a Nazi society. It's like, well, what happens to everybody else? I would like to see them, if I could, I would like to see many of them deported out of the United States, but that's not going to happen. So let's be realistic. Putting them in a detention center is not going to really happen. You asked me what I would like to see. That's what I would like to see. What's going to happen is not. Is, is you have to look at reality, and that's not going to happen. Have okay. you guys because tried to America take over just one state <laughs> no. and make that no, the Nazi clan ethno state instead of an entire country? Like take Delaware or Rhode Island and just work on that. It's small enough. That's never going to happen because it's too liberal. Rhode Island or Massachusetts. Okay, Louisiana, <laughs> Mississippi, Alabama. I mean, come on. That, that, that too would, many black that folk. Would be, that, would, that would be especially Mississippi. That would be fertile ground where the whites. Uh, are, 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 yeah, uh, are, are, are <laughs> backward. They're very bad. I hate to say it, but they are. They're, they're white trash. They're poor people, but they're white trash. That's your target audience. Are. That's who you're trying to bring up. That, that, I guess that's true. That's right. All they're right, Scott, you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> he doesn't really sound like he's got it all figured out. Let but, us know uh, when you move to Mississippi. Yeah. Hey, well, he's in Florida. So that's close. Know, he's close. That's what I'm 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves here. And bring up whatever ridiculousness that you want. You can do that on Free Talk Live. 
More on the way uh, coming up. We'll talk about other stuff. I don't have it in front of me. It's Free Talk Live. My dog, Mojo, was half beagle and half coonhound. He ate everything in sight. He would swallow things whole, including a chicken carcass, a bird nest with a bird in it, and assorted stones and sticks. We had to take him to the veterinary emergency room. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing on his feet, and chewing the hair right off of his legs, being irritated, lethargic, and just not the same dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free to bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms, and you may join those over at discord.lrn.fm. Hop into any one of those rooms. You'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us tonight. It's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. Uh, Coming up here, Richie, you've got a story about a woman trying to sell her house during this whole COVID crackdown nonsense and things have gotten a little complicated for her we're going to get into that story coming up here in a moment but there were first just a few quotes that i thought were worth sharing from this owner of a barbershop in vacaville california because so far he and a woman in dallas uh that runs a salon called salon a la mode in north dallas she's the one that the armed security guards she uh opened up her business also received threats received a thousand dollar fine and is refusing to obey in this case a judge's order so a man in a robe issued an order to her to say you you need to close because that carries more weight when you're protesting well it it carries more weight as far as potential penalty because when you violate a judge's order it's considered contempt of court and the what contempt of court is and and melanie correct me if i'm wrong on this because there's different types there's uh criminal contempt of court there's direct criminal contempt and indirect criminal contempt and so this would be i believe indirect is a civil contempt because it's not a criminal case well no it's it's still it's still a crime so she still could well, or he still, still a, can go to jail right right no i'm not saying he wouldn't go to jail but like there's different names for different contempts right so like there's criminal contempt is there a civil contempt i don't know about i don't that. think so but i there might be in california i don't know well anyway uh, well this is texas is what i was talking about in this case but the guy in in texas or the, the lady in texas that's running the uh, the salon there has been told she must stop and she has said she will be willing to face arrest, so she's going to continue uh, doing her thing. Now, actually, I should probably check and see if there has been any updates in that case, because it's been a few days since we've we've talked about her. I guess, but, I guess my point is, you know, she's already protesting, yeah. right? So whether whether the, the diktat comes down from the governor or from the cop or from the judge, right? Like, who cares? If you if you're if you're if you're all in on protesting, yeah, no doubt. Just I mean, do it until they show up with the guns. Yeah. Well, no. So people people have like, okay, I'll do X up until it costs Y amount, and sure. that's not just for legal expenses, n- not expenses in dollars. That's not just for legal. Well, then the government should just so much. the government it's, should just make it all punitive. Then ten million dollar fine if you reopen. 
right? Who's going to reopen then? Yeah, that's the thing is like if they're going to destroy your business, though, you might as well reopen. Right. What's what good's the fine going to do if there's no business to keep operating to pay the fine? Yeah. Or if, the, if it's too exorbitant and you have no intention of paying it anyway, they're not going to, you know, blood from a stone, man. They can't get any money. Out they of can you put you in prison, though, is what they can yeah. do. Um, and of course, they're not really having any jury trials right now in, in most places. So I don't know how quickly you're going to get a, a speedy yeah. trial or any of this stuff. But you're already risking that by protesting, right? right? That prison time is already on the table whenever you decide to go up against the state yeah. in an act of protest. Well, right, but that's like saying, well, driving is dangerous and you always risk death, therefore let you drive blindfolded on speed down the wrong lane of the highway. Like, mm. those are different levels of risk and it's valid to say, okay, I'm willing to take this much risk, right. but not that much yeah, risk. Yeah, some business owners yeah. are willing to go X distance, others might be willing to go Well, that's a what I'm further. saying. But if you're the government, the, the response to that is just make the first level so punitive. As maximum as possible. As maximum as possible. You'll lose support that way because if people are like, oh, well, it's, you know, $50 a day and they can't do math... And so they're like, oh, well, that sounds reasonable to me. But if the government's like, oh, it's $10 million a day, people will be like, oh, that sounds crazy. It does sound crazy. But but it's for the public health, right? We cannot allow these businesses to open for your safety, for the chase safety of old people, for the safety of children. It must be punitive. Otherwise, they will resist. I don't think you they get public protest. support that way. All right. I mean, even 50 or or $100 a day adds up, and it adds up it fast. It does, but people are stupid, right. so they'll they don't accept think about that. It like that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, uh, just wanted to share a little bit more from this guy. This is the actually the CBS story about a former California Highway Patrol officer, which is kind of the interesting little twist here. Juan Desmaris is the single father who is the man that owns uh, the barbershop, Primo's Barbershop in Vacaville, and and the dude's a hero for for opening this up and and continuing to uh, to take a risk and and saying he's going to keep operating even though he's been issued a cease and desist letter uh when he opened his doors on Friday he says quote it's been amazing we're fully booked a lot of people have been wanting haircuts uh, according to the story here he's either a hero or a villain according to social media posts then they uh, they quote someone uh, Joe Carr from her Twitter account where she says this Juan Desmaris guy who's defying California orders to keep his barbershop open thinks he's some kind of hero his eugenics based argument what <laughs> Is disgusting and all too common. Incredible, killing off poor people. Incredible. I'm just imagining like a knockoff comic, like supervillain. Like this is Mr. Barber. He (laughs) he has the super evil power of haircuts. (laughs) Incredible, she says. How many people could care less about the health and well-being of people more vulnerable than them? I've worked the mean streets of Oakland and Richmond, says Dismaris. Because again, former cop yep. uh he says i've dealt with a lot scarier guys than keyboard warriors <laughs> <laughs> he says i'm very aware the virus is a scary thing it's been 45 days it's a power grab it's based on fear he said a recent poll from berkeley igs surveying more than 8,000 bay area residents shows 69 percent are concerned about the health effects of ending shelter in place too soon while 30 percent were more concerned about the economic effects if shelter in place ends too late so it sounds kind of similar to new hampshire yep. uh quote i know that i'm looking forward to s- this is governor uh, gavin newsom the governor's uh, the governor there in california he says quote know that i'm looking forward to answering your call and addressing your anxiety it's not lost on me i presume he's 
speaking about the business owner. Desmaris said, I'd like to tell Governor Newsom that you've had 45 days to get things squared away. It's time to open up our state and the economy. The former California Highway Patrol officer says four of his employees are now back to work. He says he still has faith in leaders trying to open the economy while defying the stay-at-home order. He says, quote, Everyone is essential in this country and deserves a platform to live and pursue happiness. It's in the Constitution, he said. See, hit or miss, man. Part of that sounds good, but the faith in the leaders to reopen Well, the that's economy? the thing. They don't actually quote him when they say that they... Oh, okay. So they say he has faith in leaders trying to reopen the economy. And, of course, it's... Please stop calling politicians leaders. They are not leaders. They are despots. They're criminals. They are uh, wannabe rulers and actual rulers and kings and such, but they are not... Your, they shouldn't be your leaders because they're not trustworthy. They're liars, and they are just awful people and all around. And they're way underqualified to yeah. run an entire economy. Right. If they were good at leading, they would go start a business and show people how to run a business and open their business. This guy's a leader. Desmaris is a leader. He literally is leading by going and putting himself on the line and his business on the line by reopening his doors. Uh, so kudos to him for uh, for doing that. That's the story. Let's change gears and go all the way over to Florida, Richie Rich, where Miami. you got in Miami a lady who's been trying to sell her house, but... There's a woman living there illegally. Who's not the owner. Right. A South Florida homeowner was threatened with arrest after trying to force strangers out of a house that she owns. My God. It is a, an extremely tough situation for Patricia Guerrero as court time is limited and evictions are not being enforced due to the coronavirus crisis. She told Local 10 News' Jeff Weinzier uh, that the house absolutely belongs to her and that she has not authorized anyone to live there. Uh, Quote, it is shocking, Guerrero said. I have never expected this to be even possible. It never crossed my mind, and I want the public to know. Uh, According to property records, Guerrero bought the house uh, for $172,000 in 2018. Cheap. You know, bad. This is Miami? That's what it says. Wow, okay. Well, we haven't seen the house. Yeah. True. Uh, she fixed it up and briefly rented it out, but decided to sell the home. With the buyer in place, money was already in escrow. Oh, no. What Guerrero didn't know is that someone had already moved into uh. the home, a woman and her family. <sighs> someone is just there with a fake lease, she said. She oh, refuses to leave the house. Guerrero did call the police, but said the police hands are tied today because the moratorium says they cannot evict anyone. Wow. And those usually are that broad. It's like no evictions. It's not no evictions for non-payment. No evictions. Period. No matter what they do. No matter what kind of damage they might be causing. Because these people aren't under a real lease, apparently. At least that's what she's claiming. Well, she's the owner. She would know. Well, yeah, that's... (laughs) Maybe they're telling the truth and there was a falling out. I don't know. There's more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. It's free talk live. You bring up what you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. What happens when you've got a home for rent, but then people just move in who you don't know who they are, and they claim they've got a lease? Squatter's rights. Squatter's rights, which is a thing in a lot of places, as I understand it. There's certainly all this uh, stuff called renter's rights as well, which gives uh, people who are renting a lot of legal power over landlords. And what happens when people who you don't know, who you didn't have an agreement with, move into your home and just decide to stay there? 
on its own, this would be a difficult situation to deal with. And you're telling us about it here, Richie. Uh, we're going to yep. continue with that situation. Our number is 855-450-FREE. Maybe you are a landlord, uh, property owner, and you've had to deal with this, or a property manager, and you want to uh, weigh in on this. Feel free to dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Uh, something else that I just want to make sure you know about, and that's, that's AnyPay. It's an amazing system that allows you to accept cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin Cash and Dash at your point of sale. And now, if you want to help other businesses come on board with AnyPay, you can actually earn passive income through their AnyPay Ambassador program for every purchase made in Bitcoin Cash or Dash at those businesses. So you finally get a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. And right now, it's actually kind of a better time to reach business owners, at least of those businesses that are open. It's much more likely that like at a restaurant or something like that, if you go in, you're much more likely to encounter a manager or rather an owner yep. of that place because the owner's in there trying to keep as many of his employees from coming in. So he's doing all the work, right? Because he wants to keep his restaurant open. So it might Restaurant open, be, cost down. Yeah, it might be a good time to talk to somebody. But then again, if they're super busy, anyway. Or the gotta, potential reopening. Yeah, you've right. got to figure that out. But uh, if you can get them set up with the AnyPay Cash Register app, add the uh, wallet addresses to the back end, get it installed at uh, Real Life Business and tell them you did it over at AnyPayInc.com, AnyPayInc.com. But you should download the AnyPay Cash Register app just to see what it's like to, to get some experience using it. It's a great app, and it makes accepting cryptocurrency easy. And you don't have to have a point of sale. You could be a service provider, somebody who goes to another person's house, right? Like you're a plumber or something like that, yep. and you want to have your customers pay you with crypto. You just have the AnyPay Cash Register app on your cell phone, and then it makes it super easy. AnyPayInc.com. So, Richie, this lady in Miami... She got a house, she fixed it up, and Put she, it on was, the market. she was going to rent it, but then she changed her mind. And, well, she briefly rented it out, okay, and briefly. then decided to sell. And, and so, I don't know if this story gets into any detail on how these people ended up inside this home. Did they get a copy of the key from the previous renter? Uh, was the door just unlocked, and they just went on inside? Or Windows did they, are made of glass. They, did they actually break in, right? So, like, what are the details here? Do you know? Uh, it gets into it a little bit, not as specific mm-hmm. as you'd probably like. Um, Weisner uh, approached the woman living in the home, but she refused to speak and even called the city of Miami police. The woman, the, the fake tenant, called the police on the owner, right. the squatter, okay. the whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and it'll get into the article, but she's she claims to be paying rent to a landlord of some kind. <laughs> so she she's got this lease from somebody, uh-huh. you know, whatever. Uh, the woman who local ten believes that's the, the where the article's out of believes name is Ederlene refused to show, to show Guerrero her lease, so she claims she, she claims has to have lease, one, but, but she won't won't, show it. won't provide it. Okay, I'm stuck with a moratorium that includes squatters, includes fake leases, includes anything," said Guerrero. Uh, she said she's been to the home many times trying to negotiate with the woman to leave, but Ederlene wound up calling the police on her. Wow. Uh, and uh, this is Grow again. I was told the, uh, by the police officer in the matter that even if I sit in front of the house in the street, I was harassing her and they were going to take me to jail and they showed me the handcuffs. So she's the Amazing. Own, uh, the you know, the alleged uh, owner of the home. And they're well, no, she's, to take I mean, away. nobody's disputing ownership right. and it is in her name. So she is the owner. Right. She just doesn't control the thing that she owns, which, of course, ownership is really all about whether you can control the thing or not. And well, in this no, case, it's not because then just robbers own things for the short period of time that they have it. Yeah, they're in control of it. 
Well, generally, if you want to say you own a thing, proving that you can control that thing suggests that your ownership claim is valid, right? In this case, she has legal ownership of it, but she doesn't actually have control over the property. She's completely it's completely out of her control. These squatters have control, physical control of the property, and the state is leaning on the squatter's side. Yes. Uh, her, uh, this is Guerrero again. All the her, while, she's getting the property tax bills. The own, owner of, well, of is course, paying, the, paying the bills. That goes with, because she's still paying whatever. If I don't know if she paid cash, but she's still paying whatever her she has mortgage. to pay. Yeah. yeah. Her hope now is that the Miami Police Department's Economic Crimes Unit will investigate. Uh, the officers who responded and threatened to arrest Guerrero said that it was a civil matter. Mm. So not a, not, a, not a criminal yeah. act at all. No, you you want to get this lady out of the house, you've got to now go spend thousands of dollars on an attorney and file a civil case against this person who's in the home, which could cost God knows how much money. I mean, it's it's almost just cheaper to sit there and wait till they leave. Meanwhile, the home in escrow, right, just sitting on a, oh right because she put it on the market right and the money was in escrow ready to go but she got to get this lady out first miami-dade renters have a few protections at the county state and federal levels for starters the miami-dade police department has said officers will not enforce eviction orders while the county is under a state of emergency right in addition the florida supreme court has advised the state's clerk of court to stop issuing writs of possession which is the final document in an eviction the police can use to remove a tenant until right. April 17th. So this is, I guess, what's the date on A little this? old, but that's okay. Yeah. It was news to me. Uh, unfortunately for Guerrero, that leaves her with very few options. I have to wait until they open the court. Here you go. I have to wait until they open the courts on May 29th. Wow. She's got another month to go. I uh, said, I'm suing her. If they even open them then. Right. Right. I'm suing her. She has a fake lease with my name. Someone who claims to have my name gave her the lease. Mm. Guerrero said that she lost the sale of the home due to the situation, so that fell through. And she's out $10,000 as well. It doesn't say why. Uh, The money of the new owner was in the bank to be transferred to me Friday, but we couldn't do it because the tenant, the fake tenant, refused to leave, Guerrero said. New owner doesn't want to buy a house with a squatter in it. Right. But someone's got... She's paying allegedly paying money to someone. Ederling claims... To be paying rent to a landlord, but again, refused to yeah. share any additional information. Right, who's the fake landlord here? If what she's saying is true. Okay. Yeah, is if there that some was true, guy? you'd be like, no, you're, you're not this person. Screw you. Here's my landlord. and Here's, here's my, my lease. lease here's the here's landlord. Like, yeah, yeah. No. Well, but if it was true and she is paying rent to some fake landlord, then, you know, that's a pretty sweet gig, right? Like you get to be the that landlord. That has happened before. Yeah. You get to be a landlord to a bunch of people without having any of the responsibilities of actually having to take care of the property. You're just collecting cash or whatever every single month and, you know, run into the bank. And if you do, baby, they call you up and be like, this, you know, thing is broken. And you're like, all right, let's just go fix it because they're going to keep paying your rent. But- so when we moved to New Hampshire... Scams like that was definitely on the table. Really? Like, well, because we were moving. I've, had, I've responded to ads that got that way really quick, and then I just quit responding. Right. So, but moving sight unseen from Hawaii mm-hmm. to New Hampshire, all of our goods did not want to run into that issue at all yeah. by some scammy Craigslist ad as, here's your key to your new house. Right. So we went with, you know, property management company. Right. Yeah. But I, it does, scams like this do happen. They I had people, oh well, oh, well, I can't, I can't come show you the house, but feel free to drive by and look in the windows and I'll mail you the key. Like, <laughs> right. No, I do. Sounds sketchy. But moving from Hawaii, mailing the key would have been right. on the table.
right? Yeah, no way. I, if I'm no, not, you're not gonna mail me the key because I need to see you. Right, I'm gonna be in the house with you. We're gonna sign the lease in person. You're gonna give me the key. And it's because if somebody point, comes right? up with a shotgun talking about what the hell you're doing in my house, I'm gonna be like. But if they don't do that, where do I go from there? Because Eight, I already moved. Eight fifty five four fifty free is our number. It's free. To- Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com it's free talk live live sunday episode here you can join us the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM that's 855-450-3733 we have the discord call in line rooms they're over at discord.lrn.fm jump into uh, any of those you'll sound almost like you're sitting here with us tonight it's ian richard rich and melanie and bitcoin.com is a longtime sponsor here on free talk live you want to get started learning about bitcoin bitcoin cash cryptocurrency it's a good place to go and get the basics over at bitcoin.com and now's a great time to do that now a lot of people have a whole lot more time on their hands so if you find yourself looking to you know, maybe uh, learn something new. This is a good thing to get into because cryptocurrency, in my opinion, isn't going anywhere. It is likely only be go- going to become more relevant to our lives over time. Yep. Now, whether that's going to be Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or one of the myriad of other choices out there or something we haven't even seen yet, I don't know. I can't predict the future. Somebody emailed me uh, recently and was asking... He wants to buy $500 worth of Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash, but he's not sure which one that he should get, and he wanted my advice. And I'm like, well, I don't give advice. I don't know (laughs) what's going to happen. I have no idea what the future holds for for these things. Um, So I can't tell you to do that. I said, though, to him, like, well, maybe you want to diversify a little bit, and maybe you want to do both. I don't know. So I will give advice. When it comes to people that new, I say just get Bitcoin. Okay. Start there. It's the you know it's got the first mover advantage. It's the most well established. It may not give you the largest returns, but it's got the biggest like community support, right? You- I mean, it seems like a safe thing to do, but and again, uh, Bitcoin, the network fees hit five dollars for the next block over Understood. this last few days. It was two dollars for the second block, and that what I mean by that is. You have to pay a fee when you're into cryptocurrency, right. To send to another person. So if I wanted to send you $5 worth of Bitcoin, it may cost me $5 if I want to get it delivered immediately, right? Understood. Like within the next 10 minutes, basically. It's going to cost me the same amount of money, double you know, the price, basically, right. to send you that $5. Or I could send a lower fee and then hope that it comes through within the next 24 hours or something like Understood. that. Understood. Which is not impressive. It's not good. It's not something that I don't think has a big future if it keeps up with the crazy fees like that as far as digital currency is concerned. Understood. But just getting in, it's yeah. the most well-established brand and it's no a doubt. good place to I hope like- you don't move it around, though. Like, right. get but, it and hold it? Okay. But well, if you move it, you're going to be dropping $2 here, $2 there, $2 here, $5 there. Spend 500 like, lose that $500 on the learning curve of getting comfortable with the technology itself and how things do work. You don't need to waste $500 for that. Well, you don't have to yeah, waste you it. Could, but that's the thing. 
Richie, you can get comfortable with the technology using anything besides Bitcoin. You can use Bitcoin Cash, you can use Dash, you can use Monero, you can use all kinds of other cryptocurrencies right. that will teach you the learning curve of how to receive, how to send, how to you know store, how to do all these things for a fraction of a fraction the of the network of the network fees. Well, what, like, what does that even mean? Like, the you mo- don't need a community. The most okay. used crypto in my experience in real life is Bitcoin Cash. And I'm not aware of anybody that, t- like, what are you going to get from having Bitcoin Core as far as support or teaching that you're not going to get from having Bitcoin Cash? Again, que- if you have questions, right, the internet is loaded with people who are into Bitcoin Core. All of these things have communities. But I from mean, a user what- standpoint, the answers are going to be the same. They're going to be very similar. And a lot of these these other coins and i'm not saying i have a favorite i don't yeah okay i i use whatever works right and in my opinion bitcoin the original doesn't work particularly well for being used now if what you're saying is having a larger community is somehow beneficial i don't know if i agree because all of these other coins that are at least in the top 20 right like the top top 50 coins or whatever they all have a dedicated community of people who are in most cases more than happy to help a newbie who shows up on a discord or a a reddit or something like that you know you show up in the monero and i'm not saying don't diversify i'm saying when you're first getting in right just start small what mm-hmm. I tell my friends is, don't even look at the other coins yet. Yeah, just get some Bitcoin, get comfortable with that. Right, right. doing the trades. Do like okay, you spend five dollars on a transaction. All right, it's five. It's a five dollar learning curve. Right, who cares? But why? That I care because uh, that's five dollars that you could have spent on eating something. You could have spent that five dollars on anything else. Instead, it's just getting gobbled up by the network fees. Yeah, it's it's going to miners. It's not actually doing anything that helps the You're kind of making it sound like a complicated like learning process, and it absolutely isn't if if you're a user. Right. It's easy to learn how to send and receive. Yeah, if you want to mine it, maybe that's an issue. Or if you're going to get onto the exchanges and trade it, right, then you're inundated with like, you know, how many dozens of other coins that you can like, oh, potentially trade with. Mm -hmm. No, No, just, you know, get to that point. But don't go don't go straight to that point trying to figure out which of the top 20 is going to give you the biggest return. Just yeah, get comfortable. I, I don't think that uh, you should try to pick a winner. I don't think that there's any re- real well, way to know that. Goes to that's a, why I'm not saying that B- Bitcoin Core is the winner. I'm saying mm-hmm. it's the most well-established, the most well-known. It's also the most expensive. And so if that's how somebody, quote, learns what crypto is about, then what they're learning about crypto is that it's slow and, expensive. and it's expensive. And yeah, that it's not, not a, useful as a currency. Right, that's I not what I that. want people to learn yeah. about crypto. I, I totally agree with you on that, Melanie, because we want people to have a positive, at least I want people to have a positive experience with cryptocurrency that's why when i give people their first crypto i don't give them bitcoin okay. the original bitcoin if they want that it's not hard to get it you can just yeah. go and exchange any other crypto for bitcoin because bitcoin is the biggest it's the most liquid it's the one that everyone's willing to trade for for pretty much anything i don't, I don't like know if i agree that it's the most liquid Okay. Uh, there's a there's an S ton of it on every exchange with, you know, if you want to trade out of a thing that you have, somebody is likely willing to give you Bitcoin for it. But not Bitcoin Cash? Maybe not. Not as much. I mean, the Bitcoin okay. Cash uh, and Monero volume. I've never, I've never day traded crypto. I don't uh, day trade either. With buying and selling. I yeah, mean, I don't, I don't day trade purchasing either. For purchasing things with it and yeah. being what paid I've, in it. Yeah, what I've done is I've exchanged some things on exchanges, and if an exchange doesn't have a lot of volume in the smaller coins, then it, 
you know, the prices are a little bit more volatile in those places. But yeah, either way, this doesn't have any effect on, on a newbie. I got to agree with Melanie here, Richie. If you want somebody to learn the basics, they can learn that with Dash. They can learn it with Bitcoin Cash. They can learn it with Monero. Monero is a little different. It's a privacy coin, so it's not exactly the same experience. But they can learn it with these other coins, and they don't have to pay $5 a, a ping every single time they want to uh, to move the, their coins around. Okay. So, I don't and know. I just, I just look at the $5 as yeah. like nominal. Right? Oh, like, that's good. When, not, not to everybody. To some like, people, fair. that's a lot of money. Paying five dollars like, every time I buy something, it's like okay, pay your rent five dollars. Pay you. your light bill five dollars. Right. Go but to eat. I went like, and I bought some uh, delicious yogurt pretzels at uh, the corner news shop here after we after I left uh, the the social meeting that we had before the show because we do like a libertarian meetup here every week and then yeah. you guys come too uh, before we do the show and I went and I bought these things and they cost me six bucks. Yeah, the total amount I paid with Dash, and the amount that I sent in Dash fees was probably I don't want to I don't want to say here without actually pulling it up. It's usually you know it's usually less than a cent okay. to send a, a Dash transaction, and that's also usually true of Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, Bitcoin Cash is nominal; it's like three cents on a high day. So for right. comparison, right? I talked to a dude who like traded stocks. He was a day trader in stocks. I said, "What would it take to get into that?" He said, "Prepare to lose twenty thousand dollars before you make any money." So when you're telling me that it's like, you know, five bucks, you know, to, to, to do a trade, right, in Bitcoin, it's going to cost you five bucks. It's like, all right, it's five bucks. Who cares? Right? Like that's, you know. Because you wouldn't go to the, first of all, I think he, I think he, I think he gave you ridiculous advice, but. He was if successful. You, if you have, yeah, a, if you have a stock exchange where it's, you know, five dollars a trade, but there's another stock exchange where it's two cents a trade. And you can do the You're same trade. And it's the same right. stock. You can buy and sell the same stocks. Let's go to the phones here. I agree with you on that one, Melanie. Let's talk to Steve. He's in South Carolina listening to WTMA. Hey, Steve. Hey. Uh, so the gal that's having a problem with a squatter. Yeah. Um, I think she should uh, contact her plumber and her electrician and have them go to the house, which she has the right to get onto, and remove a section of pipe for the plumbing and uh, turn off the breaker. And kill the utilities. That would be interesting if the squatter let her in, let the plumber or the electrician in. Well, yeah. how, well, how how could they stop her? Well, they threatened her. They called the cops on yeah, her. They called the cops on the. Yeah, on but, the... If, but if she's got a driver's license and that's her address, she's allowed to access that. You would think, but there's. A, hang on, Steve. If you want to, we can bring you back. Yep, it's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. Live Sunday edition. Take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Our website, freetalklive.com. Lots of features are there on that site, including archives that go way back. But there's also another great site that you should check out, and that's Richie. He's got his own show, The Anarchist Experience. AnarchistExperience.com. What are you guys doing uh, this weekend? What did you do? Uh, Saturday show? Usually yep. you guys record we record, on we record on Saturdays. It's We do we still technically do it as a call-in. I give out mm-hmm. phone numbers, but no one calls. So it's you know it's just me, uh, my co-host, MC, and Ken Schoolin, who's been, you know... He's a regular guest now. He's a regular guest. I almost right. want to call him a co-host. He's yeah. just bored because he's normally an economics professor <laughs> in Hawaii. Uh, yeah. And he's stuck doing, like, uh, online man. classes. So he's like, you know, this is his outlet to vent his real opinion. So There's he's a couple there. of podcasts we, we listen to that do that. It's like they're just, like, consistently co-host, being guest hosts on each other's shows just because yeah. they're all out of work. Yeah. So he so he's been hanging out with uh with uh, my buddy MC and you know in Hawaii, 
So what was uh, the topic this weekend? Uh, we we did a little bit. We covered a little bit of the protests because there mm-hmm. was you know there was some protests in Hawaii. I think they said like five people or something got cited or arrested mm. uh, protesting there. And I put out the wow. question with the Michigan protest. You know, like would the protests in Hawaii have a similar effect if protesters were armed? Right, because the gun laws in Hawaii are terrible. Yeah, you can't come to an open. There's no open carry. There is no open carry. Right. And concealed carry, you know, you need a special permit from like the chief of police that never gets granted. Wow! So you can you can basically you can carry your gun like in a locked container in the in the in a locked case in the trunk of your car to and from the range, and that's about it. So there's you know the the the, the gist of it was there's no point. In Did either pro- of your guys go? Um, I don't think so. So check yeah, them out. The militia comes to ours. Check yeah. out the uh, the discussion over at anarchistexperience.com and yes, you can subscribe to the podcast there. We still have Steve on the line in South Carolina. He's listening in Charleston to WTMA. Steve, you had come up with a few ideas that you wanted to throw uh, past this lady down in Florida who, I don't know if she's listening, but uh, but to anybody that has these this squatter cut issue. Cut the water, cut the electricity. Yeah, you said to hire a plumber, send him over there to cut a pipe out of there, or uh, have the electrical company or somebody go in and turn off the breaker. Now, normally somebody else can just go in and turn back on a breaker so i think you'd have to do something uh, a little more extreme but uh in, when this lady tried to show up at her own house she got the cops called on her and the cops it was part of the story that you were reading uh richie the cops and i forget what they threatened her underneath but there was some sort of statute that they brought up saying that uh, they will arrest her for just simply trying to go on her what is her own property it's basically a harassment they, they, they said she was harassing the tenant and that they would haul her off to jail and yeah. then jingle the handcuffs. I mean, her. what do you think about that, Steve? Well, if she's the uh, landlady and she's looking out for her great tenants, then maybe she needs to go in there and do some routine maintenance on the electrical panel and the water system and discover these problems. They're going to have it have it shut down. Right, but, but she's uh, got... Th- these are squatters, right? So, like, right. there's not any yeah. evidence that they actually have a real lease with her. So right. how is she going to to accomplish these goals? I mean, how is she going to give well, notice she's, legally she's, to people who aren't even legally there? Well, she's got proof that she owns the property. Presumably she does, yes. So, okay, so she uses that proof and says, hey, I need to go perform maintenance on my property. Would showing, would showing that it. proof and doing that, taking that route... Would that open her up to tacitly admitting that these squatters are there legitimately? Uh, well, probably not. Yeah. And I don't know Florida law, but probably not because even if you're illegally in my house, I still don't want to just like let the house sit there and rot. So I still want to do maintenance on my house. Okay, but so she comes to. I just now, that make doesn't sure. mean she can go in. Okay, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying, though, Steve. Are you saying she should she should go to the squatters and tell them, "Hey, I need to do some maintenance, so you with need a to plumber let me... and electrician in tow." Yes, yeah, we're so not you... going to want to show up to that hostile environment. So, is that what you're saying, though? Well, she should talk to the squatters, or should she go to like the county and say that? Well, uh, she needs to try something because obviously what she's doing is not working. You know. Well, I imagine and, uh, she's trying everything she can think of because if you just show up to some squatters and you're pounding on the door saying that, you know, you need to get in to do some maintenance, they're probably just going to ignore you, number one. They're not even going to open the door. Uh, but number two, you know, they're going to be like, well, prove you're the landlord. We don't know if you're the landlord. How do we know you're the landlord? She says, well, here I am. Here's my papers. This proves. Well, we don't know that. You could have faked those papers. Well, you're going to have to take us to court. 
yeah. then she's got to go and yeah. file in court. So, I mean, there's no way this is going to end without a court case unless she can somehow get those people out of there. In which case they, they, you know, you can't just send a thug over, right? Like that'd be the easiest way, right? Hire some well, big you could. guy. You absolutely could. Hire some big guy and have him go over there and throw those people out on their ass. There may be some well, sort of consequences could, for that. She could uh, hire some, not so much of a thug, but she could sublet the garage out to somebody else <laughs> and let them go put a big stereo in the garage and play uh, like a virgin. <laughs> now you're getting creative. All right, I'm, I'm I'm on board with that one, Steve. So, yeah, but but I got one more thing I want to say about yeah. spending money. Okay, so if you spent one dollar every second, it would take twelve days to spend a million dollars. Let's do it. Now okay. this this country used to throw a million dollars around everyone, and then they've thrown a million dollars, and now they're throwing a trillion. Trillions, like nothing, right? Yep. But if you spend a dollar every second, it takes 12 days to spend a million dollars. Hmm. How long do you think it takes to spend a billion dollars? Uh, Centuries. Ten, a lot longer. <laughs> 31 years. Oh. Wow. Decades. Hey, Steve. And how long does it take to spend a trillion dollars? 31,000 years. Thank you for the That's call, Steve. Much. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you. Thanks for that. Uh, Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Larry, on the line in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Larry. Hello. Drop hey, the you phone. know the problem what they're talking about? Possession what? is nine-tenths of the law. Mm-hmm. So they say. So if somebody actually gets into your property and you let them in there voluntarily, it demands a court action before anything can be done. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just... Uh, I don't think she let him in there voluntarily, though. Well, if she, if, even if they're squatters, you, you to a certain extent, ab- abandon the property. So they've established and, and rights that in time may become prescriptive rights if you don't do some court action or some adverse action. To, what about uh, sending? In, uh, what about waiting till they leave the house and sending a locksmith over? Uh, you know, you uh, be locked up for that yourself because you? you can't. I know I used to back in the when we hit before we had the real estate crash. I used to go and move homeless people out of different things, mm-hmm. and I was I was I'm kind of a bully, you know. And I would tell them you need to be out by twelve twelve o'clock, you know, and go in there. They had their stuff set up just like they lived there and owned the place, but uh, they most in most cases left. But uh, maybe you give them a little money or something. Uh, I know my nephew all manages a bunch of property. And when he has some kind of contingency with his tenants, and they they are uh, don't have the money, he says, "Hey, look, I'll give you two hundred dollars to move out." In most cases, they That'll go ahead do it. And do it. Yeah. What but, if uh, when that's, the, that's, what if when they left, you cha- not only changed the locks, but threw out all their stuff, moved in your furniture, and pre- just pretended like you live there? So when the cops came, and she's like, shows up. Her lease papers like, no, we've lived here forever. Look, I have the only. We've been th- we've been in this yeah. house for two years. What's, I don't know this you lady's talking about. She's just crazy. I know. I know. One time, some tenant was in a place that I owned, and uh, he got locked up. Right. I was trying to get out. Read of him anyway, but he got locked up for seven days. I moved all the stuff out into storage, and then he brought back the cops. I said he has never lived here because he doesn't have a lease. And I think if he wants to pursue anything, it's going to be a civil matter. So he needs to go ahead and go to court. But the problem you run into when you start an action like that, even an eviction uh, action, 
and you maybe look for your property to get tore up. You know what I mean? Pipes oh, tore Oh, yeah. Out. That's yeah. when these people will start doing some damage. <laughs> If they haven't already, I mean, because, you know, renters generally aren't known for b- taking care of things overall, but squatters, if a squatter is going to be even worse. I mean, they're probably doing who knows what in there. Hey, thank you, Larry, for your call tonight, man. I appreciate it. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. Although I would say this, if you were to actually be able to uh, take the house back somehow, because right now they're probably just staying there all day. I mean, if they, even just in a normal circumstance, there's a good chance these squatters aren't productive people, right? Like they're just yeah. losers. And uh, so they're just going to be there all day. But if somehow they could, if somehow they had left and you had the time to go in and, and somehow get in and change the locks, then uh, if you were occupying the house at that point and they weren't, and they show up and start banging on the front door, then, you know, I wouldn't call the cops in that case. But if they called the cops, I wouldn't talk to the cops. It's Florida, man. Stand your ground if they start banging on the door. Just blast them. All right. That's not legal advice, by the way. We're not a Florida. Stand your ground. <laughs> I cannot vouch for this advice. All I'm saying is stand your ground. 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. Hey, I got a crazy Hawaii story coming up here. Oh, since my you're goodness. from Hawaii. We'll get into that coming up. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Mojo would swallow things whole. A chicken carcass, a bird nest, and assorted stones and sticks. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing the hair right off of his legs. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. On the Dynavite, all of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you love your dog, you need to put him on Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want here. Our number, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. It's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. Coming up, uh, Richie, you're from Hawaii originally. We were talking about it just a few moments yep. ago. And there's a pretty crazy update coming from... The Hawaii Department of Transportation. Which I'm curious about because I have not, you gave me a little preface, but I have not gotten this information. Yeah, I didn't tell you a whole lot about uh, what this is. And it has to do with people coming into Hawaii. Okay. And the the new provisions that will be put into place by force if necessary in order to deal with Maybe I do know a little bit about this. You may know about this. We'll see. Uh, but uh, it's crazy, so we'll get into it coming up here. You can, of course, bring up anything that's on your mind. First, though, we're going to go to your calls and thoughts. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. 855-450-3733. We'll start with Pat in Michigan, listening to WZTK on the FM band. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, good evening, hey. gentlemen and madam. Yes. I feel, I feel like you guys are my misplaced campfire buddies. All right, well, here we are. Good to be here with you. Anyway, marshmallows. Um, well, you're the one misplaced. Yeah, I, I, We're all up here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. That's true. That's true. But we've all got green things growing and things going. That's all right, <laughs> man. But, uh, so what's up? So, um, well, anyway, I've, I've been through so many of these things you guys have been talking about as far as these hoorahs. I remember about 30-some years ago, uh, I just had my first baby, and we rented a place. And it turned out that people had been foreclosed upon and forced out. But uh, unbeknownst, you know, we we rented it, rented it out, and uh, about three months into it, I got wind of it. 
they come up to the door pounding, demanding payment one day, and I just basically told them to go piss up a rope. But uh, hold on, let me see if I'm following as, this here. You rented a place from people that were foreclosed upon. Who was ba- banging on the door demanding payment? The people that had uh, presented themselves as the true owners. But they weren't the new owners. So you're saying that the old no, no, the true owners, the true owners, they the they they were they were pretending this has never happened. They've never been foreclosed upon. We still got adequate title and yada yada. Okay, yada. okay. So the people who rented to you didn't actually own the property. So this was they were they had owned the property, but they were foreclosed upon. But after being foreclosed upon, which means the you know the bank uh, came back and jacked the, the the property back, they didn't pay their mortgage or whatever. So it might have been under the ownership of the bank, or the bank may have sold it to somebody else. But the original people who were foreclosed closed upon came and demanded payment from you. Yes, sir. That's corrupt. Okay. That's exactly what they did. That is awful. Okay, so what happened then? All right. But, uh, well, like I said, they showed up banging on the door demanding their money, and I just said, you have no standing on this property. You have no title. You have no, you know, legal recourse at all. I just How did you find out? Road, get out of here. How, what, uh, what brought it to your attention? Um, I, 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 I really don't remember. It was so long ago. I can't remember how I got wind of it, but okay, but skunk what, stinks. You, so just, hold you on. just got to keep your nose in the wind. I see what you're saying. I just want to follow this, though. So... At some point, it was brought to your attention that the people who you'd enter into a lease with were not legally able to enter into that lease with you. So what did that mean for the new owners? Were you Did you meet the new owners at some point? And they're like, well, you seem like a good guy. We'll go ahead and rent to you. Or did they want to get, boot you out? Or like, how did that happen? What happened there? Well, no, once I found out that it, I, I'm pretty sure it was owned by the bank mm-hmm. or some, you know, some title company or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I just spent a couple months keeping my... Uh, ducks in my bag and got got uh, enough money where i got out of there and did it again you know i see okay so you you took off you didn't try to stay in the place and cut a new deal with it no 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 i'm not i'm not gonna do what this woman's doing in, <laughs> okay. in, uh, in squatters no there. i wasn't suggesting but as far that, as, far that as those kind of people go it depends on what kind of roaches you get in the house i mean if you get a bunch of tweakers in there a bunch of junkies or something right sometimes you got to burn down the castle to get rid of the rats that doesn't that sound sounds like a great solution. <laughs> as, as far as uh, Get getting rid of this woman with a bunch of kids, yeah, it's it's pretty simple. You just get you a pair of bolt cutters, and you make uh, non-conductive handles, fiberglass, tubing, wood, whatever, with some good rubber grips on them. Go up and nip the wires at the power mast one at a time. Cutter power. And it's not that hard to make the little magic gizmo that goes down into the hole in the road and shuts off the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's similar like to the other suggestion where you cut the electricity and cut and the water. Yeah, there's a certain tool that they use, and they're not that hard to uh, to come by, from what I understand. Pat, good. Yeah, it's call like you. a six foot long shaft with a couple of tits on it that are spread about an inch and a half apart. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate hearing from you, man. Thanks for the story. Toll free numbers eight fifty five four fifty three. Brian in Virginia, listening to WNIS in Virginia Beach. Go ahead, uh, Brian. <laughs> Hey, good to hear from you, guys. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Taking my call. And just with response, this is not what I'm calling about, but the guy that y'all were just talking to, I think when you have some situation like that where somebody's, you know, squatting in a house, if you're the owner, you, you know, maybe get them arrested for unlawful entry or breaking and entering or you know, Well, she like called that. the cops and the cops told her she had to leave. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, the, the squatters called the cops. Right. Yeah. Well, the cops wouldn't but help think, her well, either because they're not doing any I evictions. If I, if I owned a piece of property and I was getting 
getting ready to sell it, and it was vacant, and all of a sudden I caught somebody in there. You know, I called the police, and, and they haven't seen you know, somebody's done broke into my house. Right, but uh, they, she tried calling the cops, and they said, the they said, hey, lady, we're not doing any evictions. We're not going to help you. Yeah, she's got to wait until May 29th in the hopes that the economic crimes division will help. Yeah, well, I'm saying that cops told him it was a civil matter, which, you know, technically it might be, but it might be also be a criminal matter, you know. It well, it criminal is criminal. Matter, I mean, if you're trespassing, that is a criminal charge. That's uh, that's definitely I, I true. Him, you know, you know, I'd have told him, look, this isn't a civil matter; it's a criminal matter. I want him arrested, you know, for breaking and entering, unlawful entry, or whatever. Unfortunately, anyway, the police aren't obligated to actually help you with anything. So, I mean, while some departments right, right. may do the right thing in the circumstance, yeah. others may just be like, right. "Well, it's not our, you know, we can't figure this out. We don't know whose paperwork is is real." This lady says she's got a lease. That's part of the problem too. The cops don't know who's right. telling the you truth know. and who's lying. If both you know, have documentation, I'd, you know, I'd go to a magistrate or something. But anyway, that's not the reason I called. Y'all take calls about anything? Yes, sir. This is going to be a real change of subject for you guys. Okay, let's hear it. I'm, I'm retired from the Washington D.C. Police Department. I'm seventy, almost seventy-two. I'll be seventy-two this month. In 1972, two cops in New York City were executed by some group. It wasn't the Black Panthers, but the Black Liberation Army or something like that. Their names were Foster and Lori. These guys had gone in the Marine Corps together. They'd gone in the police department together. They got separated for a while. Then got back together, and they were walking a beat in a rough neighborhood of, in Manhattan, lower Manhattan somewhere. As they come out of a little diner, and, and it just snowed, and they turned left as they came out, walked past you guys, these black guys that they passed, and the black guys turned around, shot them both in the back, and they, you know, killed them, took their guns, and shot them in the head. And they, I don't believe they ever solved that case. Uh, the reason I knew about it, there was about 120 of us. We took two busloads up for the funeral. And I had just made detectives, so I didn't have to stand in line. They had copter on Fifth Avenue. The black guy from Foster was buried. Our funeral was at St. Patrick's Cathedral. And uh, Lori was funeral was out there on Staten Island somewhere. And uh, anyway, just that case is all. I've always heard that they never solved it. Case. They made a movie about it, actually. And uh, what was the movie called? And in the movie, they showed the real funerals. But this is a change of subject here, something y'all not you know, usually hear about. But I was just wondering if anybody in your audience was on the police department in New York City around that time, or you know, even later, and knew you know if they know anything about that case. Well, that's a pretty obscure uh, <laughs> reference from 1972, a couple of cops getting iced. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of uh, s- speculation that we could engage in here. Maybe those right. cops were involved in things they shouldn't have been involved in. And it was like a drug hit. They were targeted specifically, or maybe yeah, it, was it was just a, a random thing. Hmm? It was a black organization, Black Liberation Army, they called themselves. And they wanted, they didn't want to just, you know, they wouldn't have... If it had been two white guys or two black guys, they wouldn't have shot them. Well, one thing's for sure. They didn't liberate anybody in that particular instance. Thank you for the call tonight, Brian. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves here, and we'll tell you what the Hawaiian police are going to be demanding of you if you decide you want to go there for a visit or come home.
It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us here on the radio, the live Sunday edition, where you can take control of the airwaves. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. Hop on into those over at discord.lrn.fm. You should have the Discord app. It makes it a little easier. It's a nice app, and it works well, and it's free, so why not? Go check out the Discord. Somebody just dropped into our on-air chat just now. There's always people in there talking about all kinds of different things. And it's a great way to call in because you'll sound almost like you're here with us. It's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. Richie, uh, so I've got this news from Hawaii. Now, you probably are aware that they have a quarantine. Yes. Uh, voluntary, I think, or self I think they're calling it self-quarantine. They're calling right? it what I know from, you know, this, I don't know how updated this article is. From what I know, it was like a 14-day that's right. Mandatory, but voluntary quarantine. Self-quarantine. What does that mean? It's- it means you're supposed, when you get to, when you land, if you're a tourist, you go to your hotel and you stay in your hotel room for 14 days. If you're returning to the island as a resident, you go home and stay, and stay home for 14 days. And I think that what they mean by, it's, I don't think they would use the term voluntary. They're just calling it self-quarantine. Sure. So if they check on you. And you're not in the place where you're supposed to be. I bet you there's some sort of penalty. There could be, and that yeah. was my question, right? That was that was always my question. How in how much enforcement is this getting, and how are they enforcing it? Good question. I presume it's spot checks. And can checks. you rent a hotel for less than 14 days? Then I don't know. That's another good question. So I know they were paying tourists to leave at one point. They were like they were offering money to get out of there from the government's own website, okay. uh, hi.hawaii.gov. And I'm not going to read the whole press release here, but this was issued April 24th, so about a week ago. Uh, Arriving passengers on Trans-Pacific flights will continue to fill out the State of Hawaii Department of Agriculture declaration form. After landing, they will have their temperature taken. Anyone with a high temperature will receive a medical assessment by paramedics stationed at the airport. Passengers who do not have a fever will continue through the process. An airport representative will review the declaration form to make sure it's complete. The passenger will move to the order for self-quarantine station. I don't know oh, what so, the order so is, they've really cracking down now. They're like setting up spot checks. Yeah, and- you got hoops to jump through here. The person will also initial and sign the mandatory order for self-quarantine. Again, not voluntary, right? Okay. Mandatory. Order for self-quarantine form, confirming they are aware they must self-quarantine for 14 days. By signing the legal document, they acknowledge they understand violating the order is a criminal offense, and they are subject to a $5,000 fine and or a year imprisonment. What if you refuse to sign? Do they turn you around? Do they pay for your flight back? Good question. Um, Well, let me get to the rest of the story. An airport representative will collect the two forms and begin verifying their information. First... They will call their mobile phone number to confirm it rings in front of them. I don't have a mobile phone. Oh, well. You are not going to be allowed. Oh. My phone's dead because y'all don't have outlets on the plane. If it does not ring. That's a long flight, too. It can be. It is. Your phone might be dead. I put an airplane mode. If it does not ring, the person may have listed inaccurate information and is asked to verify the number. If the person refuses to provide a phone number that can be answered on the spot... Law enforcement will be contacted, and they are subject to citation and arrest. So you're required to purchase, own, and have a cell phone now. To go to Hawaii. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So you hadn't heard about this. I hadn't heard about that. After the phone number is verified, 
Now, again, we don't know what kind of citation or arrest you're going to get. What's the charge exactly? Yeah. You don't have a phone. You're under arrest. No no phone misdemeanor charge. Like, yeah. what are they going to call that? Is it disorderly conduct? Is that what they're going to throw at you? I mean, you can't, you can't. I know you cannot walk around and text at the same time. So if you pull your mobile phone out of your pocket as a pedestrian, are you already in violation of that law? Um, you're not a pedestrian if you're standing in an airport. Okay. After the phone number is verified, an airport representative will then check the address listed for lodging. For returning Hawaii uh, residents, the address should match their government-issued ID. I have a passport. It doesn't have an address on there. Hmm. You might be in trouble then. (laughs) I guess you don't get to go home. Oh, well. (laughs) Or your former home. Left for a reason, man. For visitors, the airport representative will call their hotel to confirm they have a reservation. So this is, by the way... Way more invasive than even going to like visit other countries in a lot of cases, yeah. right? Like uh, I've been to, I mean, I'm not an international traveler by any significant means, but I've been to a couple places in the last half a decade. I've been to Mexico. I've been to uh, Japan. And you just write down where you're yeah. going to stay on a form and no one checks it in front of you. The last I heard prior to this update was that they were using the Department of Agriculture form that you were, you know, lawfully required to fill out upon arriving to the island. And that's like, are you bringing in any uh, fruit or right. meats or whatever? But it's got right? a lot of other invasive information yeah. on there as well. And I've, you know, I haven't filled one of those out since I was vacationing back from college. I just, mm. yeah, you give me, you turn it in at the front of the plane, and I just don't turn mine in, and I just keep <laughs> go about my business. Uh, yeah, it sounds like they're not going to let that happen at this yeah. point. Everybody's being screened and screened very uh, thoroughly. So they're going to call your hotel, make sure that you actually have a reservation so you weren't just BSing sure. uh, on that. Processing personnel have phone numbers for every hotel in the state. If the visitor is not staying... I mean, so does Google. Like, so do I. Like, What would happen if I had a mo- if the mobile phone is the one that's sticking on me? What happens mm-hmm. if I have like a burner phone? I give them the number, it rings, and then after they verify it, I just drop it in the trash? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a good question because I imagine that the form that you're filling out, this legal form that yeah. they're referring to, it may have certain threats on it, right? Am like I required it, to answer their that call? That may be my concern. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm thinking here is that you may be required to answer their phone call or call answer, them back within a certain I don't even answer calls from family members, right? like, let, let alone state officials. Or maybe they will then just force quarantine you. Right, like well, that well, that was always the thing. It's a good, if it's if it's mandatory quarantine, right? How are they going to force it? Are you then quarantined in jail? Well, are um, they, they going to have an officer posted outside your hotel room? Great question. So, in uh, the Mariana Islands, they are actually quarantining people in a resort that has been taken over by the government and is being paid for by FEMA. So, Vin Armani. So it's a FEMA camp. Yes, Vin Armani, one of our co-hosts, who's now heading up the Friday show here on Free Talk Live, he literally was in a FEMA, FEMA camp with his family on the Mariana Islands, where he has moved to with his family. So they kept him there for 14 days, and he was in the the camp that was for the people who didn't have any evidence that they were sick. So there's like the sick quarantine okay. camp, and then there's the we're going to just quarantine everybody camp. So he was there for two weeks with his family. They only got like a half an hour or two half hour times per day of yard time. Wow. So less than jail. That's solitary, basically. Okay. If you're in jail and you get an hour out, usually out of 23 hours, you know, so 23 hours in your cage, one hour out. So they got an hour out in half hour increments. Uh, all the food was cold that was being served to them. So like the breakfast 
had eggs and bacon, but it was cold. <laughs> so it was just the crappiest food, like kind of jail-style food. It wasn't like resort food. Right? Well, it's so a FEMA camp. It's not a resort. Right, right. That, yeah. yeah, they had just taken over the resort. It yeah. was probably a failed resort. It's or a something. resort building. Right, something like that. And it was uh, just a, it sounded like it was an absolutely awful uh, situation. They had guards around the camp. You couldn't just leave. So you literally were being quarantined there. So that happened and is happening. Toll-free number is 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. And now Hawaii is saying you've got to have a cell phone, and they're going to call it in front of these bureaucrats to make sure it rings. And it is a good question, Richie. What happens if they call your phone and you don't answer it? What happens? Because presumably you're supposed to be sitting in a room all day, so it's not like you wouldn't be there with it. More coming up here. This is Free Talk. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and Prop. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. What happens if you go to Hawaii and... Oops, sorry. Mike's Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't. They say the flights are down 99% or the attendees or whatever. The number of people coming in is down 99% from the same time last year. So they got plenty of time to deal with you when you get off that plane. There's not going to be a huge line of people waiting to go through this process. It's a tourist-based economy, and they're killing all the reasons to go there. Right. Um, if you want to go there, they're going to quarantine you, basically, self, so-called self-quarantine for 14 days, and they will be calling. But it doesn't say in this press release. I did scan through the rest of the press okay. release. We're not going to read the whole thing. Uh, but it doesn't say what the penalty is if you don't answer the phone when they call. But I bet you there is one. I bet you if you don't call them back within a certain period of time, you know, that they can do something to you. They it should be issuing. They're going to have to start issuing phones at the airport then. Because what if I don't have a phone? What if I don't want to use Apparently you're going to get the cops what will be called What if I don't pay my you. phone bill? Yeah. The cops are going to be called on you. It says it. What it they, says it in this, right, in this release. The cops, the cops are called, but what's the charge? I th- they don't say. Maybe they just then go to your hotel room right? and see is if it, you're there. Is it intimidation at that point? Just, oh, the cops are coming. I don't know. And charge me with what? Disorderly conduct. I don't know. I'm not disorderly. I just, I, I'm sorry. I have to, I've, I've committed the crime of not owning a phone. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's what's happening in Hawaii Seems right like now. it would make more sense to then call the hotel and ring your room. If you're there, but you know, yeah. for right, me, then, I'd be a returning resident. I'd be staying with family. Um, so you want a little bit more crazy? Here's KCMO, Kansas City, Missouri, from their government website. So you know, I'm not reading any this is, speculative. This is official. Yeah, this. I'm not. Yeah, I was reading from the Hawaii's government website. This is the Kansas City government's website. This is their reopening frequently asked questions. Okay, so they're going to be uh, starting on May 6th. There's going to be some changes. And Kansas City will begin operating under a 10-10-10 rule. So the 10-10-10 oh, rule. Clever. The changes, they say, are as follows. 
non-essential business operations that are not open to the public can resume in-person and delivery operations provided they operate in accordance with guidance provided by the health department and allow workers to maintain social distancing. Okay, here's where we get to the 10 by 10 by 10 thing. Most non-essential business operations that are open to the public, such as non-essential retail stores and personal care services, can resume in-person operations. Provided business operators follow the 10 slash 10 slash 10 rule, the 10 10 10 rule specifies that these businesses must limit the number of individuals on site, inclusive of employees and customers, to no more than 10% of building occupancy. Okay. 10% is what they're going to allow. Now, I mean, there's some places where it's 50%. Yeah. Or 25% or whatever. And I find those to be insulting and I find those to be outrageous because when you open up a restaurant for instance, you know, one of the major factors is how many people can you sit at the tables and how quickly can you turn those tables? Exactly. Over? So, having a number of tables and a number of seats is very very important and now they're telling restaurants in some places that you can have only 50%. Well, these guys are saying 10%. So with staff included. That might not be right. staff in some places. So right? you get the whole restaurant to yourself. So uh, it does say that the rule specifies that it must be 10% of building occupancy or 10 people, whichever is larger. So it is almost nothing that you can allow to come into your business. Wait, so if your building occupancy is 10, you get one person. Or 10. No, whichever is larger. 10 is larger. Oh, okay. Whichever is larger, right. Uh, Record the... Oh, and there's more. And record the names, contact information, and approximate entry and exit time of all customers who are on the premises for more than 10 minutes. That's way too invasive. In-person religious gatherings, including weddings and funerals, may resume, subject to the 10-10-10 rule if held inside, or limited to 50 people outside... Provided social distancing precautions are followed and event organizers maintain records of all attendees. How are the pallbearers going to social distance the casket? <laughs> Great question. Or from each other. Like, is it, like, it's not six feet on each no, side? No, that's no. what I'm saying. You stand like, you're yeah. standing, you know, front to back, man. Ten, six of you. Ten, ten. It's just absolute insanity. Uh, so how do I know if a business is subject to the 10, 10, 10 rule? All non-essential businesses that are open to the public are subject to the 10% 10-person occupancy restriction. Business. Oh, so they, the third 10, I was like, what's the third 10? That's the 10 minute thing. Okay. Businesses, primarily retail stores where the typical customers on site for less than 10 minutes do not have to record customer names and contact information. So you walk out and walk back in? <laughs> It's like, oh, stand no, it's, in line it's again. nine minutes and a half. Let me, <laughs> let me go outside for a second. Let me go stand back in line. You got re Right. I mean, can you just imagine the dif- the difficulty of, I mean, at Walmart. Because you got to approach somebody. He's like, I'm sorry, so you've been, you've here, been for here for 10, 10 minutes, minutes and one second. I need, need your, your ID. <laughs> no, I'll just leave. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I imagine there's a penalty if you don't follow the rules, right? Maybe like, for the business. They're required to collect it. Am I required to provide it? I don't know. Were they? Uh, are they required to call the police on you if you don't do it? Am I still required to provide it? That's a great question. Right? How much information am I legally ob- obliged to give the police officer? You aren't obligated to speak to the police in general, as I understand it. Like, okay. I'm not a lawyer. That's not legal advice. But it's my understanding that you don't have to talk to the police. Well, I don't have to talk to the cops. I don't have to talk to the business owner. I'll just leave. Yeah. So how much of this is them just trying to do whatever they can get away with? And how many businesses are going to like be happy to comply with this? this is, no one's going to be happy to do this. That's just it's obnoxious to do. It's just, like nobody is going to want to. 
they're going to do it because they think they they have to to stay open. Right. But okay. that's just another thing they have to do. It's hoop no. jumping. It's ridiculous. So, okay, so here's here's another scenario. Then the business is going to do it because they're required by law. You as the customer don't want to take out your frustrations on the business owner, mm-hmm. so you just comply with it because hey, who are you going to yell at? Not the business owner, not the cashier, not the clerk. Right? You're mad at the government, so you just give the business owner all the information that the state wants because that's who you're interfacing with. Mm-hmm. So they, they, the business owner is like, I don't really want to collect it, but I got to collect it. The customer goes, I don't really want to give it, but I guess I don't. I'm not mad at you, so you got to do what you got to do. Crazy. Who who must remain closed? According to the story, gyms, museums, bars. Poor bars, man. They just they're just not letting these guys reopen at all. In person restaurant dining. Dog parks, playgrounds, movie theaters, and public access government built to government buildings and community centers must remain closed. We currently anticipate these establishments will be able to reopen on May 15th, also subject to the 10-10-10 rule. So, hey, hey, business owners, are you supposed to feel happy about this? How are you going to operate a bar like that? Like, all right, drunk people, stay 10 feet away from each other. Yeah. Because you know what 10 feet is, you know, five <laughs> drinks in. As long as you don't stumble. And happy hour are here to pick up people, so definitely stay 10 feet away. Like, no. Happy hour is now from 5 to 509. <laughs> uh, can restaurants reopen after May 6th? No, in-person dining restaurants must stay closed until at least May 15th. Why are you requiring certain businesses to record information about customers? One of the primary means for transmission of COVID-19 is in-person interactions that last more than a few minutes. By recording customer names, businesses will, will, will because the virus waits 10 minutes before it comes okay. out of anybody. Yeah. That's wherever the, whenever the person goes to a it's place. It's a really the, slow virus. The virus this knows. is a very, inti- this is a, the first sapient virus. <laughs> it discriminates based on where you are. Here's, it doesn't, it likes young people. It doesn't like old people. Here's a tip it of the hat to Captain Kick-Ass and like nobody. doesn't like grocery stores. Just tell him your name is Duncan Lemp. <laughs> uh, by recording customer names, businesses will enable the Kansas City Health Department to more quickly trace, test, and isolate individuals who may have been exposed to COVID-19 if an employee or customer had the virus at the time they frequented the business. All data obtained by the Department of Public Health will remain confidential. Sure, yeah, right. buddy. And will only be used to address public health concerns. It will only be used to lock you in your house. And yeah. contact individuals who may have been exposed to COVID-19. You've been exposed. Here's the FEMA camp nearest yep. you. Report or die. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. That's 855-450-3733. So, again, this is Kansas City, Missouri. How many other cities are going to adopt the 10-10-10 rule? Oh, it's catchy, man. That's going to catch on. Good luck to any business owner that you know thinks they're going to actually have a chance to make money after this so-called reopening happens. Because this isn't reopen. This is a fraction of reopening. This is just absolutely outrageous. A tenth of a reopen. Yeah. Yep. And if you even want to consider that, because there's all these other stupid rules that I didn't even talk about as far as what they've got to do in order to be considered uh, to allow to be reopened. More coming up. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. Enough time for you. If you want to dial in now, our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. ForkFest 2020. Big question is, what's going to happen to campgrounds here in New Hampshire? There was a governor's order that was issued yesterday. 
but depending on how you interpret the wording of the order, it could be completely voluntary as far as campgrounds uh, obeying the new diktats, which are ridiculous, by the way. Just absolutely ridiculous. Um, just It's a hard read, man. Rules. I tried. I skimmed it. Yeah. It's um, in neither language. It's not in English, but it's not in <laughs> legal either. Yeah. I feel like he tried to write it himself. Instead of having the lawyer do it, he's uh, not that competent. I'm not going to get into. He's an the, engineer. He's not a lawyer. Okay. I'm. Uh, I thought he was a like an owner of a hotel or something like that. I thought he owns like a ski mountain. That's what I heard. I don't know. Wait, I don't, I don't know anything about, about that. Right? Yeah. He, he, I heard he owned like. I mean, a ski he might mountain. own like. I don't know if he owns another business or not, but he's trained as an engineer. Okay. Well, anyway, they released all these stupid rules uh, that all these states are doing with the so-called reopen nonsense that they've been going through, where they act like they actually care and act like they want people to go back to work. And then Have they a pair them, and do something different. And then they stick them with all kinds of insane regulations and rules, like this 10-10-10 thing we were just talking yeah. about in Kansas City. I saw a picture of that governor in the, in the grocery store wearing his mask with the live free or die you know, yeah. shirt on. and Oh, look how cool he is. And oh, the live free or die. No, he's, he's no different from any other governor in nope. any other state. He's awful. Cracking down. Uh, so the big question is, what's going to happen with Rogers Campground? Um, at this point, I spoke with the owner of Rogers yesterday, and we are apparently on the same page, it seems. He has yet to re- even read uh, the governor's order, and I told him what my interpretation was of that order, which is to say that the campground stuff is completely an option based on the way that I read the wording of it. Um, of course, they want you to believe it's not an option and that it's absolutely a, a mandate. So we'll see what he decides to do. But as of right now, he is intending to continue as is, you know, with no change. With well, and the current order, to open up. the current order only extends through the end of this month, right? So like Forkfest isn't scheduled until like the end of June, early July anyway. That's right. So hopefully someone will get some sense into them. I don't expect the government to become uh, sensible. But regardless, the owner of Rogers has not changed how he's approaching things. He is planning to open as normal okay. and operate as normal yeah. um, as of yesterday when I spoke. See, so, what, which is just like a, a really interesting question to me that I don't know that it's the most important thing about the lockdown. If this goes through the beginning of July, which I think that it will, are they going to arrest people for Fourth of July parties? Maybe. And like fireworks. Yeah. Which maybe. would be really weird. I, celebrate your independence in your own house. Which would be really weird right. for both because how are you going to celebrate 4th of July while you're on lockdown? Yeah. And then how are you going to be the U.S. arresting people for celebrating the U.S.? So a lot of the comparisons that I've seen about this lockdown is like, you know, it's only been two months, right? The Japanese were interned for a year. The Nazis were in control <laughs> in Germany for four things. years. Right. right. So <laughs> shut your mouth about your two months or whatever. Right. I go like, well, so part of me goes like, well, they can't, they can't hold, they can't lock it down for that long. At some point, they got to open this thing up, right? Like, can it really get that bad? Like, yeah, because they've done it before, right? Sure. <laughs> so, when, but they didn't do it to everyone. Like, you know, with the Japanese, it was just Japanese. the Japanese. Yeah. Um, here, it's literally the entire economy. Yeah. And now they're talking about record jobless claims coming in very, very soon, like even greater than the Great Depression. Yeah. Uh, it, it does not look good. There's but no doubt. Part of me in those cases go like at some point, right, if you were Japanese or Jewish at that time, right, the first two months, you probably go like, well, th- this can't be right. They can't hold us here for that long. But then they do. But then they did yeah. for a year or four years. Yep. So like complaining now is perfectly legitimate to open this thing up before it gets to that point 
where this lockdown 2021, you know, month 13 of the COVID lockdown. Right. Well, then, you know, COVID 20 comes out, right? And after a year, and they're like, oh, we can't let you out now. I think there's a lot of people sitting at home collecting 2400 a month in unemployment who actually think they can just continue to do nothing mm-hmm. and resources will we'll magically appear yeah. and they can just go to the magic resource tree yeah. and pick off $2,400 Yeah, people don't understand re- economics. I mean, there's a whole story here about cancel rent, which we're not going to get into. We're going to go back to your calls. But I do want to encourage you, if you want to attend ForkFest, because uh, so far, first of all, we can't cancel ForkFest. The only way it could be stopped is if Rogers Campground says we're closed and you can't come here. Um, so we're going to continue to encourage people to attend. I told Crosby, the owner, that we're going to keep promoting it. Uh, we've been promoting it for months and months and months, and we're going to continue. And he said there that he plans to be doing business as usual there. So uh, that's that's what we got to go on right now. Um, if you're wanting to attend June 29th until July 5th, register your campsite this week as soon as you can. This week, next week, as soon as you can get it in, because. You don't have to pay in advance. You pay when you you know when you get there. So you can go ahead and register it now, and that way he knows there's a demand. Because one thing he did say was that registrations are down uh, compared to the same time last year. So if you look at now versus last year, this, there were more people who'd registered, not just for Fork Fest, but for the Porcupine Freedom Festival as well. So neither of these events are canceled, uh, but registrations are down anyway. So I'm sure he would appreciate it if people went there went and got their registrations in. Let's go to your phone calls. And thoughts. Uh, we'll start with Ray. He's in Virginia watching us on DLive over at dlive.lrn.fm. Go ahead, Ray. Hello, Ray. I hear yeah, somebody there. there. Yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, cool. Oh. I, I talked to somebody earlier. He took my information. I thought I was done. <laughs> no, no, you're actually on the radio now. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was talking about the president, uh, President Trump signed a national emergency declaration. He signed an executive order. One one nine two one, which is the state of emergency de- declaration. It allows the Federal Emergency Preparedness Agency to develop plans to establish control over the mechanisms of production and distribution of energy sources, wages, salaries, credit, and the flow of money in the United States financial institutions and and any undefined national emergency. It also provides that when a state of emergency is declared by the president. Congress cannot review the action for six full months, which basically says to me that uh, the governors of each state now have total control of everything that goes on in their state. They make the law, backed up by FEMA. Uh, my brother-in-law works for FEMA. He wrote all these executive orders down for me that came across his desk, and I was like shocked that nobody is talking about him because there's 10 of them. Once he signed the National Emergency Declaration into effect, he signed 10 more right after that, and nobody heard, didn't hear nothing about it on the news. So I was wondering if you could do some investigation for it and enlighten us all. Well, I'll give you the numbers if you want them. Well, no, no, no. Here, here's my understanding. Okay. So every state government gang has statutes that authorize the governor whoever that person is, to give them these so-called emergency powers. So it doesn't come down from the federal government. It is all within each state. Uh, the federal government is completely separate from this whole situation as far as, you know, fed- the, the, the governors can do what they want regardless of what Trump does. Okay, that's what right, I wanted right. to clarify. That's what I'm saying. Trump's no longer in power from what I'm understanding of this. 
Well, he never really was when it comes to the you know the the state run yeah. lockdowns. Right. Trump does not get to tell the states what to do in, in theory. He tried. Right. Like in theory, he doesn't get to do that, which is why you see sort of a patchwork of things going on uh, between the different states. The next executive order that really has some concern is Executive Order One Two Six Five Six. Appoint the National Security Council as the principal body that should consider emergency power. This allows the government to increase domestic intelligence and surveillance of U.S. citizens, would restrict the freedom of movement within the United States, and grant the government the right to isolate any large groups of civilians. Wow. The National Guard could be federalized to seal up all borders and take control of all airspace and force of entry. That is very concerning. I would totally agree with you. That is absolutely concerning. And the, and this just is revealing to people the truth, which is that these people can do anything they want to do. All they have to do is say, it's an emergency. Now we can get away with everything. That whole constitution, you can just throw that out the window. It's an emergency. That's all they ever have had to do. Protest on the Capitol, do what you got to do, and they're still going to have their emergency, and they're still going to control everything that they can. It's depressing. It absolutely is. Hey, Ray, thanks for calling in tonight, man. I really appreciate hearing from you. Hey. I'm with you, man. I uh, wish we had more time, but I want to make sure we can get some other folks on here, including Tom in Kansas, listening to KINA. Tom, you got maybe just a few moments real fast. Go ahead. Yeah, I was listening to one of your competition. Uh, he has a radio show out of Portland. Can I say his name? Sure. Go quick, go fast. Uh, Clyde Lewis, uh-huh. uh, Ground Zero. Yeah, okay, go ahead. And he, he had a gentleman on uh, last week that... Uh, reported uh, saying that uh, this summer uh, expecting it throughout the U.S. that we're going to have roving blackouts. That's an interesting theory. I guess we will see. Well, if they're on, taking over the energy supply. On that. They already have the energy supply. Tom, thanks for the call. I wish we had more time uh, tonight. And if you didn't get on tonight, that's okay. we got another show tomorrow night. You can join us then online. In the meantime, over at freetalklive.com. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself.